Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly, and this is Ageless. I'm 40, and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jane O'Reilly, and today I am joined by Judy Wilkins-Smith. She is a highly regarded family patterns, systemic work, and constellations expert, transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author who is passionate about individual growth, visionary leadership, and positive accelerated global change. She is the founder of System Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations, and she has 18 years of expertise assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives like Chevron, J.P. Morgan, Kellogg's, and ExxonMobil. She's a regular guest on TV, news, and entertainment shows and is the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. Judy, I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be back with you. We're going to go in a little bit of a different direction than the last podcast we did together, which was more about money. And so if you're listening and you want to hear that podcast, it's in the lineup. And it was awesome. Judy is such a special woman. And I'm just really excited to get into the power of positivity today. Yes, I love it. Well, we have you back so we can share, so we could have you share your expertise on relinquishing the victimhood mindset and harnessing the power of positivity. So I guess my first question is why do we find validation in our trauma? Is it simply a matter of social conditioning or does it stem from someplace much deeper? You know, it's it's a all it's an and, not an or. So the first thing is it allows us to belong because if you look around in the world at the moment, excuse me, there's a lot of victimhood. We've almost glamorized being the the victim. It allows us to belong. It allows us to say me too. So we don't feel quite so alone. So that's the first piece. But it can also come from a pattern that's multi-generational. So I think I'd said last time, you don't just inherit your physical DNA, you also inherit your emotional DNA, your pattern of thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions. And sometimes that victim piece can have traveled many generations and now it's sitting with you. And there's a reason for that. It's not so that you too can get enrolled. It's so that you can be the change agent. The change begins with you. So if you're feeling like a victim and you're feeling like your box is too small, it's a great place to be because the adventure is in front of you. I love change agent. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, change agents we are. Yes. So are we genetically predisposed to negative thinking? We're we're kind of epigenetically predisposed to it. In other words, uh, if if there's a significant enough event, it creates an impact or an imprint on the genes, and it activates or deactivates that switch-on mechanism. And so, yes, we can become genetically or epigenetically rather predisposed to it. So how much control do we actually have over our mindset? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. So unconsciously, we inherit all of that stuff. Unconsciously, we go into what what I call a systemic trance. In other words, you become part of that system and it's so much easier 
to, to smoke or drink or whatever it is because everyone in the family does it. So that's what we do and it just feels familiar. But it's when you start asking yourself what more is possible that things begin to change. So I love when people are dissatisfied because it tells me they're waking up and going, I'm not so sure I want to do this play or I'm not so sure that this is enough for me. And that's when we start to go, so what more is possible? What would I like? How many of us have sat down and said, I hate where I am right now. I'd really like. Listen to both of those very, very carefully. Because what you hate or dislike or are frustrated by is a pattern in your system that's trying to stop. And when you say, I wish, that's a pattern that's trying to start. That is the point at which you become the change agent. Because if you invest in that and you go, you know, I wonder what would happen if that's your first new thought. And then you get that kind of nice giggly feeling in your in your heart. And that's a new feeling. And then your stomach goes, oh, this is exciting. Now you've got the head, heart, gut connection. And now you're starting to change things up. And if you invest in that, you begin to change your mindset. So now you're no longer like mom or grandma or great grandma who were all depressed and all cried. Now you're going, well, what happens if I'm happy just once a week? And then once a week, it's such fun that it becomes one and a half times a week. And and it's not about failing. People say, well, what if I fail? You don't fail. You may stop for a minute, but you've got a new launch pad. Now you know you've got a new base. But what you've got to do is you've got to make where you want to go so exciting that the other is no longer as easy to, to stay in. Because now you've got a bigger adventure over there and that's where you're heading. And we all do that. If you look at a baby, it doesn't just get up and walk. It gets up and walk because it walks because there's something on the other side of the room that it wants. So wants are, are really, really good things and they help us to pull clear of that victimhood piece. And it sounds like what you said, that language has a lot to do with it too. It's the words that you're telling yourself. Words are hugely powerful. In fact, I, I did a podcast a little bit ago and it, it was really, it was great for me because I have three great nieces and one of them Googled me and up came this talk about words and she, she said, I told my whole school, words are really, really important. Yes, they are. So words are important. Feelings are huge. Normally we invest in sort of average to, to negative feelings. It's when we invest in the elevated feelings, the excitement, the happiness, the wants, the desires, that we start to shift out of victimhood and into mastery of our situation. So feelings are equally important. I completely agree with that. It's like you got to be all in. <laughs> you, uh, you said it beautifully. You've got That's exactly right. You've got to be all in. When your brain tells your body a story that your body can believe, and it's all in, that becomes your new truth. And that's exactly what I do if, it, if it's at a live event. What we do is we choose representatives for the different part of the issue that you want to look at. And when you do that, now you're seeing it and you're hearing it and you're looking at it in front of you and it becomes a very powerful aha moment. You, you'll suddenly find that you look at that and go, I'm saying that? 
My mother said that. My grandmother said that. And you can, you can see it. And that visceral shift goes, oh, my goodness. And very quickly, the change agent snaps in because the question then becomes, so, so then do I have to do that? No. So if everybody was sad, what is your purpose? Oh, my purpose is joy. If everybody was a victim, what is your purpose? My purpose is mastery. And that's how we start to turn it around very simply, but incredibly powerfully. I love my purpose is mastery. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> and have it with pleasure. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, so is the victimhood mindset, is that a general generational issue? Like, are the younger generations responsible for the romanticization and commodification of suffering, or does it apply to our culture as a whole? I think it applies to the world as a whole. If you if you look at it, it doesn't matter which religion you're in, they all tell you that suffering is wonderful. And there, look, everybody's going to suffer at some point. It's when you get stuck in it and you don't move that it becomes not so fun and not so smart either. Have we romanticized it? Yes, we really have. We look at these suffering beings and we go, if I could suffer like that, I must be amazing. Well, I here's an alternative view. Have you ever watched a sunrise or ever watched somebody who does something incredible and been so moved by that? I would submit that that's far more enticing to me than suffering. I would rather go in that direction than the other one. Same. I would be right there with you. <laughs> Give me the other direction. Um, let's walk towards the sun. Yes. So is this new phenomenon brought about by the social media wave or has it always been a fixture within our culture? Look, I think it's always been a bit of a fixture, but certainly um, social media has, has amplified it. And, you know, we, we could say when we look at social media, they've made it acceptable and they've normalized it. That's not true. What they are doing is shining a light on it. And that's not a terrible thing. Because what they're saying is, look, look. So instead of romanticizing it, the invitation instead would be, look, have a look at this pattern that exists. How do we change it? I can't wait for social media to look at it and go, okay, we're done with victimhood. Now we're going to move into possibility because guess what, guys? That's really cool. That's I think that's what people are attracted to, honestly, from a genuine place. We all want that. I, I think so too. I think we just, I think we've been taught for so long that suffering, uh, to get to where you want to be or to transform, you will suffer. Well, okay. It, you know, suffer means to undergo. So if that's what we're talking about, you will undergo a process, yes. And it may not be with diamonds and coins and all sorts of things. But like you said, if you invest totally, it becomes fun. So you get to a point where you recognize life is not a slog. It's truly an adventure. It's my personal adventure. And what I put in is what I'm going to get out. I, it is an adventure. Life is such an adventure and we have choices. We get to make those choices. We do. So we can either go down the road of trauma or victimhood or go into the power of positivity, which is what we're talking about today. 
Yes, and sometimes that feels a little difficult when you're in a really, really bad position and somebody says to, to you, you've got a choice, you probably want to wring their neck. But yes, you do have a choice. You can either go down completely, you can stay where you are, if that's the best you can do. If, if you have to survive, then that is also a choice. And it's from there that you build back. What else can I do? What else can I do? It may be a slow step, but you will get there. And it's always about making the goal bigger than where you are now. And sometimes it's just you have to go moment by moment. You know, nine months ago, I had a traumatic experience. And to dig out of it, it took it was a really slow process. But I dug out of it. And it was just baby steps, you know, take care of one, two, and three um, over a week's time. And I just really took everything slowly. And then slowly I, I started to heal. And now I feel like I'm standing in like the best version of myself that I've ever been. And it was only because I took those baby steps. I could have stayed down. I could have, my life could have looked very different if had I not made the choices that, that towards healing and health. I hope that I hope, and if you didn't, I'm going to ask you to, I hope that you have stood in front of a mirror and said, I did this because we forget to do that. I did this. I started down here and it was really rough. Look at me. I did this. I did I, this. I, if I, I were that. there, I'd give you a, a great big hug and say, <sighs> yes, you were down and yes, you suffered, but look what you did with it. You looked at that and you went, I am not stuck. What you did was very important. Your baby steps were very, very important. They kept you from staying stuck or sliding. It doesn't matter if it's a teeny tiny baby step. If all you can manage is a good feeling for five seconds, you did something. And if you commit to that, it'll become 10 seconds and then 20 and suddenly one day you'll have had a whole day where you're feeling good. Digging out of, out of being a victim or, or being in a victim place is, gosh, this is going to sound odd. It's an honor. You're going on a journey. You're, you're taking yourself from victimhood to mastery. And you've just told me you did that, but did you acknowledge it? I haven't acknowledged it. And I'm going to do that when we jump off this podcast because I I just envision what that would feel like. And it, I think it would be an amazing experience knowing, wow, this is how far I've come. This is how far I've come. And, and yeah, really celebrate it. We forget to do that. It's acknowledge and celebrate. And it's, it's like when you're in that victim mode, acknowledge you are there. We're not going to Pollyanna it. Acknowledge first where you are. I'm devastated, I'm distraught, I'm broken. Acknowledge it. And then say to yourself, okay, what one thing can I feel, think, and do that's going to shift me just an inch? And in fact, again, if you if you were at something like a live event or if you read the book, you'll see I, I do that process. But at a live event, what I would do is I would have you, and I would love to do that, just thinking about it, I'm, I'm going to have you do it on your own at home. Okay. Take a piece of paper and write down where you were nine months ago. And then write down where you are now and put them at opposite ends of the room. 
And then I want you to write down every step you took, every thought, every feeling, every action. And when and lay them down as they happened. And when you finished, you'll see the journey that you've undergone, that you never got to see. That's the whole point of a constellation. You will see. And when you see it, it's going to touch your heart very deeply. You're going to stand at the end of that and you're going to feel feelings and you're going to go, wow, I did this. That's when you get to say victim no more. No more. That's no not, more. that only spirals down to depression. I've been there before and that's, I, I know what that feels like. I know what it looks like. I know everything about it and it's just not, it's not what I feel like my purpose is. I feel like that's just giving up and I know depression is a real thing. I'm not knocking it. I just feel that it is a mental choice to mental change choice. your mind and Absolutely. expect miracles. It is. And here's the thing. with I, I'm with you. Depression is a very real thing. Depression is a real thing. Anxiety is a real thing. Health issues are a very real thing. But what takes you from being a victim is not ever giving up on yourself. You don't give up on yourself. It doesn't matter who else gives up on you. You don't. You do not give up on yourself. And when everybody writes you off, and you pop out the other side, you get, to, you get to look at it and say, thank you. Because every one of you thought I couldn't, I did. Yeah, watch me. <laughs> watch me. I love watch me. As you know, <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Um, well, since we were on the topic of trauma, um, I just wanted to know, can it be passed down genetically? Like, can you inherit trauma responses from events that you haven't personally experienced before? Absolutely. You can inherit trauma responses. Uh, in fact, there are two really good studies on that. The one is the Great Dutch Hunger Winter, and the other one is 9-11. In 9-11, which is more recent, they found that when they studied the PTSD uh, markers for mothers and the levels, the cortisol levels and, and things, that those were elevated. And then they tested the children, and they're elevated in the children too. So yes, absolutely. You've triggered it. It's your, your genetic system is, is that loaded gun. The epigenetic piece is the one that pulls the trigger or deactivates. And so if you've got a strong enough, um, a strong enough piece or a significant event, it can trigger that depending, depending on your thoughts, feelings, and actions at the time. And so, uh, for example, for me, when my mother was diagnosed with cancer, my first thought was, I could just die too. It's over. My life is over as I know it. And I stopped right there. And I, I remember walking out into the corridor and saying, okay, what you think right now and what you feel right now and the actions you take right now are about to define your truth. What do you want to do? And this was in the middle of a really heavy trauma. One of those, like you've described, where you can feel it. It's like the earth stops for a moment, normality stops for a moment, nothing feels the way it was. And in those are the moments where you've got to say to yourself, stop. What am I going to think right now? What am I going to feel right? And you've got to consciously choose. And this is a mechanism that we all have. It's not some bright, wonderful thing. The problem is our mechanism is on autopilot. So we, are, we tend to be reactive with it rather than creative. 
And so, so this work teaches you to be creative, to understand where it came from, how it's impacting me, and what I want to do with it. So how can you identify inherited trauma responses passed down through your family, and how can you free yourself of burdens that are not your own? Uh, again, we do this quite often. So first of all, to identify it, it's to look at it and go, you know what, I'm depressed like my mother. Wait a minute, my grandmother was the same. Or I'm anxious like my mother. Wait, grandma had that too. Or or uncle so-and-so did that. It's to, it's, it's to take your issue and then see what the, the feeling and the pattern is. And then ask yourself, when did that first start for me? What was happening in my life at the time? What did I tell myself about that? And what did I make it mean about me? And what did I make it mean about others? And then to say to yourself, does anyone else in the family have a similar pattern? In which case it may be inherited. Now, if you watch kids on the odd occasion, what you'll see is somebody who goes, I watched my mother work three jobs. That was not about to happen to me. I studied hard. Yay, mom. Mom gave you the impetus. It can happen that quickly. You watch something happen and it strikes home for you and it says, pay attention. And then you start to change it and that can change very quickly. So when we do the flip or the reframe, it can take time, but it can literally happen in an instant where you look at something and go, ah, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. We're doing this. So it's all about patterns and recognizing them. Patterns and recognizing them and then making choices around them. What do I want it to look like? I don't want to struggle from day to day to day to day like they did. Uh, no, we're going to, I don't want to spend the way they did without looking at it because I watched money going out the door very far. No, we're going to have a plan for money. I don't want to, I don't want to have three husbands like mom and grandma did. One is really plenty for me. So I want to see what they did and then do it differently. I am indeed a change agent. I still love that change agent. That's what I'm going to be thinking on today. Um, well, what steps can we take to rewire our thinking from negativity to positivity? First, acknowledge the negative piece. It's really important. Just acknowledge it. That's called acknowledging what is. That's your baseline. Because it doesn't matter how bad it is when you can acknowledge it, now you know what you're dealing with. So things are bad right now. Okay. What do I want to do about that? And then it's to look like you said and like you described, the baby steps. What is one one little thought that goes, huh, so what if I wasn't stuck? What could I do? And it's to activate that, that higher emotion again. And then to use your gut as well to go, Okay, I'm as you said, and as I've I've said twice, I'm all in. When you're all in, nothing is going to stop you. And when you're all in, it doesn't matter if it's baby steps. The baby steps are just fine. So it's that one new thought that changes the pattern, and the one new feeling that changes the pattern, and the one new action. Now what's happening is you're no longer living in the past or reliving your ancestors' history, now you're very present and you're moving towards creating a very different future. And that's what rewires the DNA. Sorry, 
That makes me think of one of my favorite quotes of all time, and it's from Michael Jordan. And he says, when we're in the zone, we can't miss. Everything you just said is exactly that. It's exactly that. It's when you're in the zone. And being in the zone means being present. In other words, not I'd like to do something. Yeah, I'll think about that later. But mm, yeah, well, let's go and have tea. It's I really want to think about that. I am focused on that. In fact, I'm positively obsessed with it. What could I do here? This is an exciting idea. Let me have a look. And you just give yourself, so again as well, give yourself permission to daydream, but daydream with intent. And if you're in the zone, you will get there. Absolutely. So how can we build our emotional resilience? I, think I know we've touched we, a lot on that already, but. We did. But I think for me, one of the things I know is if I have the odd days where I'm really feeling overwhelmed and everything's coming at me at once, the first thing I'll find myself saying is, I don't know if I can do this. How am I supposed to do this? And then I go, wait, stop. I am doing this. What are you talking about? I am doing this. So it's, and then I'll get to the end of it and I'll go, I did this. So, so what I've learned is that even in overwhelm, I look for the gift and I look to tell myself, hey, you got this. You got this. One of the other uh, um, pieces that I love to tell people to do is a very simple thing and it works. And that's put your hand over your solar plexus and say, I'm safe. And you'll find that the muscles just go, ah, and they ripple down and, and it settles. And it's just giving yourself that peace. It's really about telling yourself one positive thing. What is the one gift? I know somebody said to me when, when I spoke about my journey and I said, well, and my father was killed and they went, aha, there's nothing positive about that. And I said, well, actually, there was. And then when there, there can't be, I said, there was. Yes, he died. And it was hard. It was tough. We didn't know what we were going to do. That's what made me dig in and go and do the work I do. So in his final departure, he gave me a gift. There was a gift. So it's always finding that and always knowing you got this. You got this and you did it. <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm going to go to the mirror right after this and and say I did it because you're right. I think anyone listening right now that has been through a traumatic experience that got on to the other side and we always do. It's just a matter of when um but we do and so I think all of us should go stand in front of the mirror and say we did it. I think there's another piece too. Don't let trauma define you, let it launch you launch you. I yeah. like that. I like that because it shouldn't be our definition. No, it should not. You know, I, I always say to people, it's if you break an arm or a leg, you can see the bone is broken. The bone heals and there is scar tissue, but frequently the bone is stronger than it was. Why do we think it's any different with a trauma? It's not. Yes, there is going to be a scar, but if you use that scar wisely, It'll give you many, many gifts. It'll give you compassion. It'll give you insight. It'll tell you how strong you are. It'll give you purpose. It can give you passion. There is so much. So if you are a victim, I, I would say, blessed are the victims en route, en route mm -hmm. to something different. 
yeah, you'll get all your answers. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Judy, tell me this. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online at judywilkins-smith.com. You can find me on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And then there are ways that are not online. <laughs> and where can we find your book? You can find my book at all good bookstores. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Barnes & Noble. And if you look online, you will also find where I am in person. Okay, beautiful. And just a reminder, her book is called Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling Multi-Generational Patterns. And I know we covered some of that here today. We did. We did. Um, do you have any upcoming events? I do. I'm actually going to be teaching Money DNA at Disney World in November, November 5th through the 8th, and it'll be at the Beach Club, which is the most gorgeous place to go to. And I'm teaching people because you inherit money DNA too. So where did it come from? How does it impact you? How do we shift it? And how do you become friends with money? Because money is not a commodity. You're going to be surprised to find it is a relationship. It is. And she shares a lot about that on the last podcast that she was on on this show. Um, well, I'll definitely put all of those details in the show notes. So if you're listening and you'd like to join Judy for her event, her is a workshop. It is. It's a four-day immersive where you come in and we have a look at each person's money DNA and you get to work at that piece that we've been talking about. You get to take it from a little bit from the victimhood to the mastery or from the mastery to the supernatural, wherever you are. Beautiful. And I know that it would just be such a rewarding experience. So if you're listening, go to the show notes. All the information will be there. And Judy, it was just such a pleasure. You're such a beautiful person. You're so wise and you always bring so much value to this podcast. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I want to say thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me all the way from San Diego. I really enjoyed the podcast with you and do that walk as well. I will. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode. 